Hey, Andrea. Hi. Hold on, my my mic's not not working. Sounds like it's working. No problem. It's great to see you guys. It's been a long time. Yeah. How have you been? Good. Busy. Really busy. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Well, thank you so much Mm -hmm. for making time. I really appreciate it. I thought you guys immediately, actually. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, We ready? Everybody good? Okay. Sweet. And hey, everyone. I'm Brandon Fox. You're listening to another episode of Grandpa and Chill. You're on with my millennial co-host. Hello. Finest. Yes. Uh, my blood relative, whose name is in the title Grandpa. of the show. And our amazing producer. Buenas noches, Sierra. Yes. Um, we got two special announcements. Uh, we just launched our Instagram, and I would love for you to give us a follow. Oh, man. Okay. Reading copies fun. Um, you can find us over at Grandpa and Chill. Uh, you may even receive a follow back. We'll use this account to keep you updated on all things Grandpa and Chill, as well as show you some behind the scenes and personal material. Um, also, so exciting, uh, we want you to give us money. Um, so we have also just launched a Patreon platform. Uh, right now we have three tiers. Each tier has their own separate benefits. So you get benefits from us, guys. Uh, this platform is very new to us, so we're just getting used to it too. Uh, you can find it at patreon.com slash Grandpa and Chill. That's patreon.com slash grandpa and chill. Here's the show. There you are. Oh, I thought we'd have to do the show without you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Podcasting will, will be put real. Grandpa and chill, grandson and friends. Podcasting will, grandpa and chill, will be put real, grandson and friends. With your host, Grandpa Bart and Brandon Fox. Finest Jackson and Sierra Doss. This is... Grandpa and Chill. How was that? That was not bad. Not bad. It was excellent. Okay. Not bad, Brandon, but how and do you then, spell uh, Patreon? I, I didn't quite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Grandpa, I want you to give it a, a guess. Give it a try. It what do you like think it's spelled like? P-A-T-R-I-U-M? Almost. Almost, but think of it like a patron, like it's Patriot? Uh, like they'll, they'll oh, be patron. patrons of okay. the podcast. Yeah. Pa- Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash grandpa and chill. Here's the show. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, no, I've been really busy. I've been um, mediating here in the city, uh, doing the, you know, child custody mediations. And I, yeah. my sister stumbled upon um, Philly Truce. Um, on WHYY and it's all about mediating. It's all about preventing um, gun violence in the city. Um, and I said, let's do it. So I read all about it and I went through this six week training and being, I was already um, a mediator. I learned mediation through a whole different scope as far as like um, just mediating high volatile situations, um, bringing it to the table before what we're, we're trying to do is try to get get the conflict before the guns come out you know like hit it front um trying to get in front of the conflict right. it sounds yeah. risky to me because uh, if you mediate people and then they kill each other 
it wouldn't be. Well, there's a whole process that um, that will happen with that. Um, and is, I think Steve's on. Steve, you're on mute. That's what I thought. I did think that myself. Um, but there's a whole um, they have like they'll have like a, a frisk at the door. They'll have two men that walk around the room. They'll have um, two male mediators always be a mediator, a co-mediator. There's a whole intake section before it goes to mediation. Um, now, obviously, if something happens at like three in the morning, we don't we don't run out to the streets. What we'll do is we we will have to get it after the fact, like find out you know who was there, what families were affected. Um, it, it kind of ties into a lot of restorative justice, like um, you know who was harmed, what needs to be mended, um, and then take it from there as far as healing the situation moving forward. Um, now. You know, if if someone finds out that a friend is carrying a gun and they don't know what to do about it, there's the Philly Truce app and they would download it and they would contact a mediator. And then that's when we would go in. We would go in. We would ask questions. We'd find out, you know, why do you have this gun? Um, you know, intervene. And it would be everything is um, confidential. It's um, it's. It's, it's in the works and I think it's, I think it's going to work. You know, I, I came in because my passion is for children and children are just, they're, they're losing their lives. They're losing their families' lives. They're losing friends. They're just not learning how to navigate conflict properly. And it's, it's just an ongoing cycle and, and it needs to stop. So if, if this helps and we do community outreach, we do, um, where, People learn about the app. People tell their friends and family, download it. Um, you know, we're hoping maybe to take it to the prisons where, you know, as people are going to be getting out of prison, um, train them how to mediate a high volatile. If we obviously do a, you know, an intake of how they are and, you know, they've, they are street smarts. They know what they're doing. They, it's a paying job for them. Um, people in the community that come up and they sign in and they do the mediation and we feel that they're, and you know what, like not just everyone's going to be sitting at the table. There's so many different aspects to it. There's intake people, there's mediators on the phone where they take the intake from the phone. It's not really sitting in the hot seat. The hot seat is the, is the tough spot there. It's got to be for, um, experienced mediators. Um, but just answering that call, we've already gotten seven calls and um, we answered every one of them and did our follow-ups and closed them out. Um, but before we jump into the specifics, for our listeners who haven't heard you on a previous episode, do you mind giving us your background yes. and sort of like the lead into how you got? Sure, from, sure. I know. am a child custody mediator here in Philadelphia. Um, I actually just um, became certified in restorative justice um, training. Um, that's when it's... Uh, victim offenders meet at the table and, um, you know, they, there's healing that goes on. Um, I'm also, um, a coach, child, uh, co-parent, co-parenting coach, divorce support coach. Um, anything really that has to do with children and healing families, uh, is what, is what I'm into. I just actually launched my website yesterday, andreagoldner.com. And, um, it's just healing families through divorces, separation, um, and the kids are the, the kids are the ones that get caught in the middle and get hurt. They're the gotcha. victims. And then you 
you found this through your sister, you yes. said, but um, it's fully volunteer and you're going to do it in your free time when you're not yes. working at your primary. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're still getting it together. We're still trying to get the app is launched on, um, on, uh, Android, but it's not launched on Apple yet. They're having some issues with that, but they're able to, to do a lot of, um, departments. Like we have a department meeting tonight, um, community outreach, um, events. They had a big Philly truce day the other day. Uh, no, a couple weeks ago. And that's when the first round of mediators graduated. So, um, there's a mediation team. Um, mediation training team and we're looking to partner with other mediations teams in Philadelphia. Uh, Go ahead. And Andrea, is this a strictly private uh, enterprise or are you in any way connected with, with the government? No, not connected with the government. It's strictly just two guys met at a barbershop after they hadn't seen each other since high school. They're, oh gosh, maybe 30 years ago. I don't want, I don't know their ages. And they just couldn't believe the gun violence that was happening in Philadelphia and said, you know, let's, we got to do something, you know? Um, and they came up with this app and they've been on, you know, a bunch of news stations and, it's, it's, it's terrible in they're, Philadelphia. They're I, I hear well. about a shooting almost every day here in Philadelphia. Every day. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah. I believe it's the highest homicide oh, rate in the United States, Philadelphia. Now, it used it, to be it Camden, really, it is. but now it's Philadelphia. It is. And, 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 and it has to be that, you know, these are the kids from four or five years ago who are now picking up the guns, and they're now they're they're shooting, where if we can stop the cycle somehow and bring it into schools and teach children, you know, restorative justice and um it, it's this is a really good start philly truce really um kick junk uh, jump kick this into something that could be really really good hey um steve can you hear us yes i can hear you now okay there we go everybody this is awesome. steve pickens he's the co-founder of philly truce hello oh. hey, steve. <laughs> very nice to meet you I apologize, everyone, for my tardiness. Well, hello, good, afternoon, good evening. I apologize, everyone. Um, I was having some seriously technical difficulties over here, and I had my microphone plugged in. That's why I needed headphones, but I'm here now. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. we were just sort of uh, getting into, Andrea was walking us through her journey, like getting into the app and, and I guess meeting you guys. I'd love to hear your side of the story and stuff of, how uh, you you founded this and what gave you the idea? Okay, so um, first I would like to say I heard Andrea, but I couldn't really jump in for some reason. Um, yes, uh, me and a high school classmate, uh, William Penn High School class in 1992, which is now Temple's track. Um, we were uh, at a, another classmate that we graduated with at a um, barbershop grand opening on October the 24th in uh, 2020. And um, due to my line of work, I um, I'm, I was like, even though really familiar with a lot of the um, shootings that, I'm not a police officer, but I'm familiar with a lot of the, we have responded to, you know, some of these calls and things like that. So things just seem to be really out of hand. Um, at that point, um, I was, uh, when I was in the car riding to the grand opening, 
um, I was speaking to one of my colleagues from work and he was telling me about um, a shooting that occurred uh, a week after the Walter Wallace shooting um, involving a, a police officer. So basically, um, I got I, I was at a point where it was like so much attention and focus on interracial police shootings. But, you know, um, every day you have uh, not the same attention as drawn to um, black on black crime, you know, and bodies are uh, falling every day. So um, I, um, me and my partner, Mazee, felt as though we were our parents ages when we were in high school. So we just felt as though it was the responsible thing to do at this point. It's like, you know, we have to do um, our part and not just sit and watch it on the news or listen to it on the radio or you see how it affects um, families and um, homicide. So we um, started talking. He, we agreed that we would, you know, all right, well, what are we going to do? We didn't want to be one of the organizations that are here that, you know, they're here, but they're not uh, making um, the leeway that's necessary to get ahead of the problem of the gun violence. So um, that's when we decided, you know, through talking, um, we came up with, okay, well, what about credible messengers in the neighborhood to speak to individuals that um, may respect and that they may know in their community, uh, trying to make some type of um, um, arrangements to have two sides to come together rather than, you know, uh, violence is the first option you know like we, we some maybe someone may be worth more to you dead than alive you know maybe we could uh try to intervene in terms of uh paying a debt back or in some way shape or form where though we can avoid any type of violence so um through credible credible messengers we figured we were over the phone and then through talking since you know it was over the phone then we said okay well since it'll be over the phone and well, what about the app? And that's when we just decided to, you know, go move forward with the app. And um, I believe Bart, Barton, I heard you, uh, you talk, you, you were saying, um, if, correct me if I'm wrong. You said it sounds kind of remaining in uh, violent uh, conflicts. I believe that's. Well, I, I, my, I was trying to make the point that if uh, you've been doing intervention or, or, you know, counseling with these people and then, after doing the counseling, they're involved in a shooting. It would it would kind of reflect on you to some degree. Uh, you know, did what would you consider yourself in any way responsible uh, that you, you weren't able to um, to alleviate or stop this kind of violence uh, through intervention? Hello. I might have lost Steve first. Oh, you lose there, me? But, no. no, we no, heard I you, hear Grandpa. You, Grandpa. Yeah, it looks like he froze on us. Yeah. Well, what what are your thoughts on that? Uh, or yeah. No, go ahead. Stuff. What do you what do you better ask? Oh, I was just curious what uh, Andrew. Um. About yeah, I mean it's. Oh yeah, we lost him. <laughs> Such a bad connection. Um, you know, it's, it, like I said, you, you need to be, um, that hot seat is, is a tough seat to be in when you're against two people that really want each other to be either harmed or dead or something. But, um, 
yeah, it's, de- it's definitely not for everybody. Um, but I, I think, I think if it's going to help in any way, shape or form, you know, curb the gun violence in any way, I mean, everybody, they know the risks that they're in for. Um, we always say safety is first. That's, that's number one. We would never send anybody out to, to do something that wasn't safe. I mean, we definitely have safe protocols in, in, um, in order and yeah, it's, we haven't had we haven't had a sit down mediation yet. We've had calls and we've been able to um, to you know help and send them out to the resources like um, behavior services and you know uh, talking over the phone with them. But we've never had to do an actual sit down mediation just yet. But I think the guys Which is the plan though, right? You guys want to get to a point where all of the fielding you're doing is sending people. Yes, out. yeah, we'll have uh, resources okay. like behavioral sciences, uh, behavior sciences um, in Philadelphia. Um, you know, um, just therapists. Um, Any, you know, we're working with, we're partnering with a bunch of resources here in Philadelphia. Gotcha. So not every mediation you- would go to the table. I mean. Um, you know, we could, it could be a neighborhood dispute where you can actually maybe go out if it's during the day and a couple of us or a couple of guys go out and they, someone calls Philly Truce and says, you know, my neighbor's been fighting for this for so long over this, this trash needs to be picked up. Well, maybe those mediators will go out together and say, okay, like what's going on? Like, you know, maybe they don't know that the person is elderly or has a disability. So maybe we could reach out to the block and get like block captains and, you know, and, and work with the, it's really, it's also based on working with the community. You know, it's, it's a whole array of many different things, not just mediating and, and trying to heal conflict. It's trying to heal the communities in Philadelphia um, and build the communities it's unfortunate because I'm reading about it almost every day. In fact, I didn't know we were going to do this program this evening. And I was just telling my wife uh, yesterday how terrible it is that like every day I'm, I'm hearing about shootings and young children, uh, totally innocent, not even involved in this being killed. Uh, you know, it's an awful, awful situation. That's why I jumped in because I, like I said, I, I'm going to, I actually te- uh, teach peer mediation in schools And, um, that's where I want to come in with this. You know, I want to come in and, you know, bring it to the schools, teach our children at a young age, how to navigate conflict because they just don't know how to, they're, they, they're just, they're not learning in this city or many cities. There's so many cities out there that are getting crushed by gun violence. I mean, it's just, you know, instead of talking it out, they pick up a gun. It's heartbreaking. So you know, shouldn't shouldn't the the, just, the community itself and the family and 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 the churches be involved in this and try to get you know yes, things yes simmer down before they get out yes. of hand. Mm-hmm. Schools, um, churches, uh, communities. It's it's community involvement. It's not just uh, Philly truce. They're not in it for themselves. They're in it to you know, partner with as many other organizations as they possibly can to try to shut this down, reach out to the schools and the churches and, you know, try to get this app out to as many people as possible. And I think they need to get along. And then even with the mediation training, like they all may not be mediators, but at least they'll learn how to need, how to, how to mediate, how to, how to 
how to like resolve conflict. Because a lot of people really don't know how to resolve a conflict. They don't realize that conflicts are both good and bad. You know, it's just the decision that you make. Um, but in a heated situation to learn, you know, to step back and then, you know, I think, I think and then go back. during this pandemic, it's been bad because people are out of work. And I think that not having uh, financial resources uh, contributes to a lot of this, these issues. If they had more jobs for people, uh, that would probably help, you know, that they're not in a survival mode. That's right. That's right. I just, um, I just took a restorative justice course, um, over the past six weeks and they were saying that their agency is inundated with, um, the government coming in and, you know, how are people going to pay retribution to the businesses that they destroyed? You know, they, they can't financially. A lot of people can't, but they can do other things. They can make it up other ways. Um, and that's instead of throwing them all in jail or, you know, so Andrea, do you, do you, uh, do you carry a gun? I do not carry a gun. And I heard in Texas now they have an, um, you, anyone can carry all the time. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. That sounds like something. I was like, no no permit. It sounds like something. I I couldn't believe it. No, I do not carry a gun. I've never even picked up a gun. John was putting was putting the air on last night. He went to go shut the windows, and we heard four big bangs. I said, "Was that a car backfire?" He said, "That was not a car backfire. No way does it sound like that." And uh, it sounded like four gunshots, but we didn't hear any police or anything. Yeah. So, Finus, you had a question a bit ago, and I cut you off. Um, <clears throat> no, you're fine. I, I took a bunch of notes. I mean, I guess I uh, one talked to both um, um, Steve and. Andrea, at the same time, but it's okay. I, I have questions just for just for you in general, so it's okay. Um, um, I'm. I, it's so cool that you are a mediator and all the stuff that you do. Um, I mean, I'm not just. I'm cool is an understatement. Um, and also hearing you say this is so um, well needed and great because I'm like I, I, I often wonder where I can um, help and and put a hand into things like to do what you know whatever I'm best fit to help. And I do think mediating is somewhere where I'm like, uh, I tend to be the best, at least at my job now, I tend to be the mediator between the customers that don't want to wear the mask and my staff that wants to be safe. Um, and so hearing this is like, Oh, cool. It's like a sign. Um, so I would like to learn more about mediating. Um, what else? You told me about, uh, restorative justice, but that was really cool. Um, I have stuff about the app. If you only had seven calls, it has, it can't be open for that long. It it, It, it just, uh, Philly Tuesday was May 8th. 8th. Um, that's when it launched, but the problem is, is we're having a really hard time with Apple. So, um, while we're, we're, while we're trying to figure that out, we're really getting, you know, Hey Steve. So, um, so we were talking about the safety aspects of it. Um, Steve, so finish jumping in with that. Okay. Um, so it's in terms of safety, um, it's an app. So um, it's no different than ordering from uh, Uber, a, a Uber ride or o- ordering from DoorDash or, you know, any of the apps. You do it from the safety of your own home. So that's what makes the um, Philly Truce app unique is because you're actually able to help someone from any part of the world in Philadelphia. Um, from the safety and the comfort of your own home. So it doesn't require 
any other um, extra moving around or, you know, going to somewhere through the app, um, your anonymity is um, intact um, because all you'll see is the Philly Truce number uh, on the app. And also, um, let me see, where was I at? Uh, You can text on the app, call on the app. And at any point in time that you feel as though um, you've built up, developed enough of a rapport with the person that you're talking to, that's at the mediator's discretion or um, through some type of coordination with some of the uh, administration, such as myself, um, then we can all, you know, maybe sit down and uh, meet in person. But we encourage no one to go out alone or um, and to confront any violent situations or potentially violent situations. Um, that's not what we're there for. Uh, we're not affiliated with the police, and we also don't involve ourselves in any police work. Also, if if you get a specific call where uh, you're on the phone with someone and you hear or see, like you know, you're you're now aware that violence is escalating. Like, would you call the police? Like, what what happens then? If I'm sure, like that's a probably God forbid very strong hypothetical but I, i'm sure it would happen at some point um i'm trying to understand your question so i know exactly um how sure. to answer it you you said if if um let, if i'm st- stop me if let, i'm incorrect yeah um you said if you're on the phone and you see a uh a situation that's in progress happening yes for example uh someone calls one of your mediators right and the mediator is talking it out and de-escalating a situation and then you hear a gunshot go off or something like that and then the phone drops i mean god forbid right but i i would assume that a lot of these situations would um if if they're bringing in a mediator could turn violent okay so i'm gonna have to back up a little bit okay so the Philly Truce app is designed, and then I'm gonna get to that um, question sure. also, and it makes sense. Um, the, the app is designed so. Uh, what our mission statement is is um, the Philly Truce uh, is Philadelphia's gun violence app. Um, it's designed to put uh, Philadelphians with knowledge of potentially violent situations in contact with trained mediators 24/7. So what that means is, if if there is a situation. Um, that someone has knowledge of, that's when we, we, we're trying to get ahead of the curve. So if someone knows some information that, you know, okay, my grandson or my nephew, he's running with the wrong crowd. I know for a fact he has a gun in the house because right now we don't, the, the family doesn't have anyone to relay information to that can prevent some of these things from happening. The only, the only outlet that's um, available now for the most part, I mean, it's nine one one. So no one wants to turn in a loved one, in order, especially in the police won't be involved if no crime has occurred yet. So um, we're basically targeting right now the adults, the ones that um, they they fear for their loved ones' lives. So um, to answer, to get back to your question, if something is happening and you and you're someone is on the phone with a mediator we would do that we would we would that person would have to do the same thing that they would have done before the Philly Choose app and before they talk to a mediator. They would have to call nine one one. That that would be the next logical thing to do. But we wouldn't we we at that point we're just basically there. Um we're here on the preventative side of things. So things happen and they get out of hand and we're not 
putting anyone in harm's way. Um, no, no way, shape or form. Um, police work is police work. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is such a cool uh, process. I have so many questions. I'm so proud of you. Um, uh, thank you. That feels so good for there you say that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's so cool. Like I was saying to Andrea before you, uh, when you went off is that, um, I've been one of those people that's like wondering where I could best, uh, play my part to help the society that I'm in and yada, yada, yada. And then you always get like these examples of like people like you that like go like, forget it. I'm, you know, I'm going to try to do something regardless of it. And it's so like, it's so like Black Panther Party uh, of you because they're very community um, grassroots, knock on the door, trying to help the community, feed the community um, because they're, they're the ones that are watching it. And it, um, I know Grandpa said something about the church and the schools and stuff like that. Um, and and why don't why can't they help out? But well, they're just as much as this volunteer group is a part of the community. All, we're all part of the community. So um, I'm sure um, this is just another option for people to have like a way to to. Um, to join together to join and to, yeah, to join together so that maybe the, you know, the bad guys will, will say, okay, you know what, we, we got to back down because you know what, they, there's more of them than there are of us. Yeah. Yeah. And there is, a, you know, a, yeah, for sure. It's, oh. it's, oh, so you get it. I know it's, 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 well, it's okay. It's yeah, to- yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, not nothing. Um, no, that's how I felt when I got the call from my sister, I said, just like what the news article said, I told the guy on WHYY, I said, I, we, ha- I, I have to do this. Like, I want to do this. Like, this is what I've been trained to do for the past four years was to be a mediator. Yeah. I don't, I don't care where I mediate and I don't need to be in that hot seat to mediate. I could take intake questions. I could answer the app and find out, you know, information and then pass my information on to the other department. Um, you know, I can be a speaker. I can go out to, you know, um, different clubs and different events and I can be a speaker and, and tell all about Philly truce and, you know, bring, bring businesses in and, and, you know, get our word out. It's all about downloading. It's all about getting the app downloaded yeah. and um, the word of mouth. I'm, I'm, Andrea or, I'm to, or, yeah, or sorry, Steve, sorry. How, how do people find out now? One obvious way is being on a podcast like this, but how normally do people, find out about your organization or your mediation okay so um right now um we're kind of in a holding point in terms of i heard andrea mention um the battles that we're having with apple right now (laughs) (laughs) i i I can hear everything that was going i just couldn't get in but yeah it's been it's been bad uh we it's been about a couple months now they've been like bouncing us around from department to department because this app, this type of app is something that they've never even uh, dealt with um, apparently in the history of, of their existence. It's pretty, it's kind of, it can be kind of intrusive. Yeah. I'm sorry. It can be kind of intrusive what you're doing a little bit, right? Is that why Apple's have an issue? Um, no, Apple, uh, they, they have, uh, it's, it's been multiple issues in terms of insurance in terms of um, what are some of the other ones? Um, who the mediators are, who the trainers are. Um, it's just been, they. It's, right now it's in their legal department. But um, 
Google on the Google side. I mean, well, I won't jump to that right now. But um, the problem is that they haven't haven't given us specific uh, questions in terms of it's there. It's been very vague. First, they operate like Facebook, so you cannot really uh, con- uh, communicate uh, other than email. And we we did get a phone number, um, so. Right now, we have been in contact with a person, but he isn't a decision maker. He's just trying to relay as much information as he can. We've sent, um, you know, this is it's a demand for this. Um, I wouldn't really say it's, a, uh, as, in my opinion, so much liability on their behalf, only because um, the reason why I would say that is because um, they're protected in a way where, whereas though um, the app isn't the they're trying to understand the way the app will work and what harm could possibly be uh encountered through a mediator but as i stated earlier this is an app so we we it's like uh any other app in existence like you you we've we've brought violence prevention into the 21st century so the purpose of the app is so that everyone can be safe and not have to confront individuals face-to-face in person if that sort of answers any uh questions yeah yeah, these big companies are always concerned about their liability yes of course yeah so i i really like this idea and i i know you said that your your main goal is right now is getting like adults who maybe like know something but maybe don't know everything and they want to see like what i can do without having my children be like or my grandchildren being like murdered you know that kind of thing but i think it also just has it sounds like the philly truce has a lot of potential um in schools as well like at multiple different levels of schools because like it sounds like a great resource especially if a school doesn't have like its own counseling service or the counseling service they do have isn't that good or maybe they report straight to like a school resource officer or some kind of law enforcement like this seems like a great alternative to that as well where kind of like maybe kids at some point in the future could go here as a more anonymous source of either relaying important information to an adult or getting some kind of conflict resolution, like advice on how to handle a situation that they're, they're dealing with themselves. Um, That's right. I mean, I mean yeah. teachers have so, so much on their, on their plate as it is. So we can't expect teachers to also, they're already mediating every day. I mean, that's what they do. So to have resources come into the schools, um, not, not teachers and teach children, you know, conflict, what it is, um, what it is like anger management, um, how to resolve your problems. Um, just, just morals in general. I'm talking about all kids because, you know, they just, they're just not learning these days and, um, and just, and just to be safe and, and they'll just learn. They just need to learn how to just be good human beings. And I think the restorative justice and like Philly Truce Mediation is it really good for that? Mm-hmm. It, it, um, Sierra, that is correct. Um, we we're actually plant. We we received a um a grant from the city of Philadelphia through the Office of Violence Prevention 
So what we're doing with the grant, um, we're uh, that's that's our segue into the uh, school district. Um, we're going we're doing contests um, that will um, we will we will make through the contest from the elementary, middle, and high school um, grades. We will make uh, we I, I don't know all the specifics because we're still working it out in terms of who the winners will be, um, mm-hmm. but. What will happen with those? It's about it. It'll be wind up being about 120 um, students um, from the three grade levels. Um, they they will be Philly Truce ambassadors. So what we'll what we will um, do is we will train them also to be um, mediator to do mediation inside of the school. You know, like um, you know, first of all, I would like to um, digress and say that Philly Truce exists only for those who are willing to um, accept help. Some some people are bent on uh, doing whatever it is, whatever revenge or for whatever reason um, they want to um, confront someone and they won't hear anyone. We're here for those who actually have taken the, you know, they don't want to do certain things or commit certain acts. And they haven't gotten to the point where they had tuned that they've tuned everyone out. And I would like to say um, we have a meeting scheduled with the Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disabilities um, on next month. That's going to be a big meeting. Um, we we're, um, Andrea has connected us with um, Good Shepherd Mediation to um, take over the uh, training. Um, we have um, the Lutheran Settlement House. Uh, which provides training for uh, survivors of domestic violence. So we're, we're basically calling, and I heard uh, Barton also mention about um, churches and uh, different groups. We need, and, and Andre also said, it's more, of a, it's more of us than them. So what mm-hmm. we're doing is um, we're, we're taking all these resources. We need everyone. We need violence prevention organizations. We need religious, uh, we need the religious community. We need the business community. We need um, uh, every everyone in the city um, to become familiar with the Philly Truce app. And I, I forgot, um, I didn't finish my last thought. Um, right now that Barton asked me, we've, we've kind of had to navigate um, carefully and still while still um, progressing because of the, um, the, the tie up with Apple. So we haven't been able to fully go out on the ad campaign um, where it's on the buses, uh, it's on billboards, it's on the television, it's on the radio, because um, a large majority of the population have um, um, Apple devices. So right now it's in our best interest to, you know, just kind of like stay not under the radar. We're still visible, but we can't be as visible because of this one hang up. So we can't really promote it all out the way that we really would do um, if we were born on both platforms in order for people to download it. So and we're still in the we're new. We just we're about seven months old. We're 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 still in the process of configuring uh, mediators to take the calls. That's why we need all groups, church groups. I mean, well, not just church groups, but religious groups and business groups and um, citizens we need everyone to get ahead of this problem that we've been experiencing. So no, no one is exempt from being becoming a mediator or maybe it may be me or 
one of us on this line that may actually need help in some form, some some capacity, and we may have to, but it's not 911 help we need, but we need a more um, direct um, answer than, you know, than they would be able to provide. That's why the p- police isn't the answer to every call that comes into 911, because everything isn't a 911 call and people are um, being, um, you know, being detained for basic things just to, you know, basically be moved, removed from where they are, you know, at that time. But that's, that isn't the answer all the time. That's all. Dialogue and conversation. That's what I yes. say. People, people want to be heard. That's just, people just, they want their voices to be heard. Yeah. And I know on the media right now, they're, they're basically saying that the police shouldn't have to be involved in all of the issues that are more psychological issues and that other people should be handling those uh, those kind of problems. So it sounds like like uh, you're working. I want to ask a, a question that's more specific and not general, but, well, it's general, too. Um, is there like a belt curve of the of the age that uh, were were uh, children or young adults are more problematic? Um, to, to be honest and answering that question, um, we had a conversation today and we're gathering that data now. That's where we are because of course we're, um, we're very close to finishing our overall, um, plan in terms and our approach. So all that information, um, in, in terms of, um, for, for funding and grants, um, we, we need that data and, we're actually, we just set up a meeting in order to, um, that's like the tail end of what we're doing. So at this point, um, I really couldn't give you a, the the correct answer because, I mean, I could give you an answer, but I would want it to be backed up statistically. I, I'm confused about something, and maybe it's a misunderstanding of what I heard. My understanding from what you were saying is that your organization is really like only six months old, but then I heard that it's, and maybe... I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's been around a long time. And uh, did I hear that or no? There's something about it having been many years ago that two people started it. But I, I guess I misunderstood. You're you're basically a six-month-old organization. Am I, am I correct about that? I think you froze. Yes. Again. Yes. Right. I know. I heard about it about two. No, I would say about five months ago and when i jumped into training they were on their second week i see so yeah they're new they're about six to eight months old and they've got some great people on the team um and they're working so hard well you really need to do something in philadelphia because it's terrible i live very close to the city like right on the city line but the the amount of violence in the city is just it's it's unbelievable every single day it's, it's awful And is Philly Truce trying to expand outside of Philadelphia? I heard. Oh, oh yes. Back. Hopefully, yes. Make it nationwide one day. Got you. And and the first, you said you've fielded seven actual calls from people using the app. Before. Then Yes. The first the first day it launched, um, there were about seven calls that came in and they all got answered and resolved. None had to go to the table. And then. Great. Like what, Steve, what do you mean by go to the table? Uh, like Sorry, a mediation table with mediators. And um, it was just pretty much phone calls that the way the mediators made to the parties and just 
you know, we either sent them resources and or talked talked them out of whatever was going on, found out some information, and were able to help re- help them resolve what, it. What seems to be going on right now, part partly partially, is that people are uh, have guns and they're going out and just randomly shooting people. I mean, it's not even that they're in any kind of confrontation with anyone. They're just going out and driving around the neighborhood. I, saw, I was and in Fishtown guns. about. Yeah, I was in Fishtown about three weeks ago, and then the next night I was watching the news, and the exact spot where I was, 24 hours later, two people just decided just to take their guns out and just shoot people that were standing there waiting in line for something, and it was, and then they ran away. It's crazy. It's not crazy. It's it's sad. It's heartbreaking, and um, and hopefully, you know, something's got to be done. And on the um, so and on the app, it'll it'll have um, reach out to a mediator or become a mediator. So on the app, you can hit become a mediator, and it'll it'll give you the it'll, it'll direct you immediately to um, to find out when the next mediation class is. Oh, nice! All right. Um, I'll, well, let's see. What was I going to say? Um, we'll see. Guns, people dying. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, eh, that's what they're made for. You know. Um, and if you put a bunch of them in Americans' hands, then you only can expect that that's going to happen. Um, Wrong hands, absolutely. I mean, shoot, anybody's hands. I mean, if you put that many guns in anybody's hands, I am almost certain, which is already happening, people are randomly going to get shot because people are random. And if you give someone random a gun, you know, they don't, I mean, it's just, to me, this seems like a, it's a numbers game at that point. Um, nah, but... It's so funny that a gun is made to take a life and it's like everyone has one. Um, you, you would think like, you know, to like learn karate, karate, karate. Yeah, taekwondo. Taekwondo, mm-hmm. boxing, almost any of these things that are um, considered lethal at some point. You have to take all these classes to understand yourself and understand others and understand when is the right time. Um, and it just doesn't correlate with the fact that we're getting so many guns so quickly and so fast. And, then you know, it's not like my fist that are weapons, but it's like, you know, no, they're just being, um, you know, they're, they're running background checks, but they're not well, finding what they're supposed to be finding. It'd be nice for them to take like a course, you know, a course. I'm like, Hey, use this as like a, I don't know the same thing you do for martial arts, same thing you can do with a gun. I mean, I definitely could argue that a gun is more, more harmful than someone who knows karate or a Taekwondo. Um, yeah. What is the, can you talk about the like gun law type situation for people that aren't in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia? I don't know the gun laws. Does anyone here know them? No, I know. Uh, I know that you can't have a felony conviction. That's a U.S. law and own a gun, but it doesn't seem to matter to people that, you know, we're going to go out and commit a crime. They're not interested in what the law is. I just thought it was interesting. They're getting them. Because, so, um, you know, so, so like Steve was saying, it's, um, you know, if you hear something, say something, and then here's an app where you don't have to leave your home and, you know, and then just get, get in front of the problem. I think one thing that could help a lot with this situation in general, it would take a long time before it would become real effective, but require, uh, require liability insurance, just like you do with automobiles for people that take guns out of their home on public streets and, you know, obviously, like I said, people that 
that uh, don't care about the law. They're, it's not going to affect them in the beginning. But over time, it'll be much, much more difficult for people to acquire weapons with uh, who don't have liability insurance. And the insurance companies would be interested in checking those people out, checking out the people that they're going to that they're going to that's insure. Right. That's a great point. That's that's a wow. That's, that's what they really need. They want to have liability. Anyone that takes a weapon out on the public streets in your home, that's a different situation. But out on the, out on the streets, then, you know, where you're involved. Yeah. And, and if a gun place is, you know, they find out that they sold someone a gun without, you know, without insurance first, then. Right. I know in Illinois, we talk a lot about the different pipelines we have because. I think it's like Illinois and My New York is so low and I don't have know why. some, sorry, I can be louder. Um, I know in Illinois, we have very strict gun laws. And so um, like a common pipeline, for example, is to like buy a bunch of firearms in somewhere like Indiana and then just like drive them, ship them, whatever across state lines. And that's how they get, um, that's why a lot of different, um, illegal firearms get in Illinois. And like, I get what you're saying about the insurance, but, um, most accidents are, are in the home, right? Like with a, with a weapon that's like not secure or it's just for some reason loaded, but like hidden. Like, I think I just saw a story the other day. I don't remember where it was, but somebody had a gun, like two guys had a gun hidden under like a couch cushion or in a couch cushion and like, a three-year-old found it and oh. shot their like one or two-year-old sister. So like, so just, just, just a lot of violence is just because of like, not neglect, but you know, like poor judgment. Sure. They're not, not put away properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, it's just going to be a stupid joke. Uh, but you, you no, know, say it. Well, you know how people are like, hey, you know, guns save people. You know, if I have a gun, I can shoot someone down and save them. Well, th- this is, seems like a better option and, and probably less less costly. Um, this is so much better. But I don't know. We got to see the numbers, I suppose. Um, talking down compared to shooting someone that you think is going to shoot you. Um, no, I I think, I think this we, is like during during yeah. their, their their we did a lot of mock mediations and mm-hmm. and one was very one was um, two guys at the table they're so angry because um, one thinks the other one shot his niece mm-hmm. and there's no conversation and then you know he's got a gang of people and he's got a gang of people well you bring it to the table and and you and you talk to them and it's it could take two hours two days. It's not a quick fix. I mean, it's not a quick fix. And basically, if they can't come together, at least on the first mediation, at least shake hands and and, and do a truce. Like, okay, listen, we're, we're going to come back. You know, we're going to bring other parties back um, because you're saying this person was there and you're saying this person was there. Like in any mediation, let's let let me meet with them and I'll meet with them. But just let's shake hands and let's just do a truce that you're just going to just cool it down right now until we can resolve it and find out all the facts. So we're hoping that's what happens as far as mediation uh, uh, goes in a high volatile situation. I, I might, I might be so 
out of the know in this, but when you say sit at the table, like what specifically do you mean? You mean inviting two different yes. people that both have this conflict yes. to like a neutral location? Um, like you guys well, have an we'll, office or something? We're, we're, or? Getting, we're going to be getting locations. What we'll do is, being that we'll be in different communities, what we'll do is we'll get my, what I understand is we'll get a location in their community, a safe environment in their community. And then you get the two parties. Two, the sit down is when you have the two parties that are actually having the conflict. <laughs> right but only only one of those yes. people would have reached yes. out to you on this app right so how how would then that even work to get the second person to if that other person and say yeah. you know can we have a sit down you know we hear that there is a conflict that needs to be resolved are you willing to come and sit and talk about it wow if both parties have to be willing to talk about it to to reach any type of you know agreement on anything I can see where that could be hard though, because that's like snitch light. Yeah. Because <clears throat> if you were to if you were to call me and you weren't the police, I'd be like, oh man, this guy's this this person's even worse. They didn't even call the police. They called someone to 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 talk it out. I'm really gonna beat this person up. Um, but I'm sure to try to find a happy medium. No. I mean, what? I mean, happy yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it is a real. It's just funny the way you said yeah, it. Andre, I said I can handle the high school kids that are that are bickering and fighting in the schools. I'm I could do those mediations. I tell you what, um, I don't know, I don't know, but the average me, this I'm the student in high school, and you call me and go, hey, Patrice or some other guy was like, hey, they don't want to, you know, we've heard there's some issues. We want to talk in the media area, and I'm like, yeah. so he snitched on me. Oh man, this is awful. And then I would go beat him up. Uh, when when you weren't there now, um, but hopefully that's not the case. Of course, you know that's but, uh, ho- right. I'm sure there's. Um, I'm not on in, on the mediation team right now. I will mediate, and they're still forming that. I'm sure there's, and we're still actually redoing the mediation binder and adding more stuff to it. So I'm sure there'll be a whole different procedure as far as yeah. that goes. Because I, I reaching out, I, I, it's not safe for the mediator. But I, I know this is bad to say, but I almost would rather the person be on site. When it happens, that be the mediating. T- like I know it was a high high feelings, but um, I wonder if there's an option because sometimes it's, I I think it'd be really hard to get two people that, um, especially if, like if you're doing a situation that you're saying someone uh, I thought killed my niece or nephew. Yeah, right. Um, right. Killed there, my niece. There's not much handshaking that I would be able to take uh, that would quill anything. Um, well, a handshaking yes. until if, if we go into like three or four hours, I guess, or and we need to bring other people in. They're just that's why the the logo is a handshake. Yeah. Just to you know, I, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be like a, a you know, come shake hands, but I mean, we hope it would be. And it's better than nothing. It's- a, a, a non a yeah, non-violent like de-escalation, sort of like okay, let's deep just, breath of agreement, just, right? You know, give us your yeah. word. Yeah. You know, and and you yeah. and you like you know they're going to leave with whatever they say they're going to do or not do. We but just I, have to hope that we can bring them back, and it could be it could be a feud that happens two or three generations ago. It's yeah. still going on. But you are right. Talking it out does like at least give me some, some room to think. Like even if I was like, well, yeah, I still am upset, but at least I had time to kind of air it out, air, air, air up their grievances. So yeah, I think they yeah. And you know, and when it when it comes to maybe you know maybe not so, a murder or anything like that, but sometimes people just want like acknowledgement and I'm sorry mm-hmm. and. I, I know I when I teach the peer mediation, like and that's what the kids are understanding. Because a lot of stuff goes on with social media and kids will post something because they think it's funny. And but it really hurts the person that it, it was written against and 
after, you know, after some time, it takes the one who wrote it to be like, you know, when she first comes in, she'd be like, I'm not saying an apology. I meant to be funny. Well, after a while, she comes to realize that, you know what? I shouldn't have done it. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. You know, I apologize and accept my apology. And then the, but you, you guys are specifically targeting uh, the potential for um, violent crime, though. Yes, right? potential. Okay. So, so when you're going in to. Hi, Grandpa. Oh, great. Grandpa's yeah, back. Are you, can you hear us, Grandpa? Mistakenly, must have hit a button and all this kind of computer stuff came up on the. Right. I tried to knock that oh, out. Okay. We can't, we can't hear you. But, yeah. Can you hear him? Sorry about okay. that. Um, it's potential. It, like I said, it's it, like, <laughs> okay. I mean, like you said, it's still really in like the baby stages, but not really. It's, they have the app, they have the staff. We have the, the, the mediation manual sure. that's just being tied together with all different other, because there's so many other different ideas that people are giving them and they're like, okay, well, let's put that in there. Let's try this and let's try that. So, um, the, it'll be, the mediations will be safe. There'll be, um, um, you know, it was a mediator and a co-mediator. There'll be, uh, two roaming people who will just kind of like roam the room if it's a high volatile situation. And, um, Someone to watch the front door to make sure that no one is outside. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Um, um, so it'll uh, be a very so safe. Be a very safe um, um, they'll know they're they'll safe. They'll know they're safe. And um, yeah, Andrea, I I heard you mentioned that you were on NPR. Am I correct? About oh yeah. That? Yeah, that that sounds like a would be a very helpful situation, but. I would think that the local uh, radio and TV stations could be very helpful as well. Oh, W-H-Y-Y. Right. W H. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, but I wasn't on it. I was, I was just quoted in the they, – they called me and they interviewed me, and that was the first two weeks I was in training, so I kind of feel like I was a, a baby back then. Um, and um, they just wanted to know my thoughts and why I, why I, why I, why I, why I signed up for it. Right. You know, for the kids. Someone's going to have a voice for the kids. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andrea. Were you finished? I'm sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. Um, In terms of um, going to a mediation table, um, we're, we're, we're looking to, uh, as that, as a last resort where, the majority of these things can be handled before it even reaches to um, that extent to have to go to a table. The only thing that we foresee exactly going being necessary to meet at the table with are re retaliatory uh, shootings and things that have already festered for years. So in terms of trying to get ahead of the violence, um, we're more preventative. So that way, most of the calls will be about, you know, neighbors, things going back and forth, like we've already received um, recently. Um, keep them down to a minimum before it gets, it escalates to any type of violence anyway. So um, that that won't be the hope, not hopefully, but we're looking to, you know, uh, um, quell some of the things that have been ongoing. So those may require going to a table and some of those parties may not be even interested in going to a table because some of these uh, uh, occurrences of the violence that we're experiencing now are generational. So if we can get to the younger ones, um, 
before, you know, they, they become infected with, you know, this is what our family has always done, or this, this neighborhood has always fought this, this, this block or this, you know, so we just trying to uh, counter the culture of violence in terms of just, it's just being as common as uh, drinking a Pepsi or something. I would imagine that that hard drugs would have a you know be part of the issue in a lot of these issues in a lot of these cases. You said uh, drug um, the drug trade. Oh, I, I would think that it would you know uh, cause issues. Uh, the use of hard drugs might be a problem. You know where there's dealing and and the use of hard drugs. Um, I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, Barton. Um, I definitely, we definitely know that a lot of the, like I, I heard, um, before I dropped off again, um, I heard that, uh, um, Andrea, uh, speaking about the God, some kids were, you know, just openly shooting guns somewhere. First, I wanted to say, cause I did hear that. I want to say this, we're, we're experiencing a mental health crisis or epidemic right now. Yes. That's yes. the, that's, yes. that's, uh, first and foremost. And then, um, Someone knows that those guns are in the house, so or they, they if they're kids, they live with someone. So, um, we, we're we're experiencing problems on many levels now. We're experiencing problems of unsupervised social media use. We're experiencing um, problems on levels of um, of a lack of supervision. You know, young parenting, uh, parents that weren't raised with certain morals and values and respect for others that they can't teach. They never learned them. So um, that's where we come in at. We, um, I was speaking to someone today. We used to learn a lot of this stuff. I'm 46 years old. Uh, my partner, he just turned 46, like, uh, on the 18th. So I heard that also earlier. Um, I'm not sure how old they are, but yeah, I'm 46. So, I mean, in the schools, we were taught moral. I'm, I'm a product of the Philadelphia public school system. Um, so, I mean, we were taught, you know, we right now, um, my wife, she worked at Frankfurt High School for years. The kids are basically running the school. There's no type of um, uh, reprimand for any, you know, teachers being uh, beat up or kids getting suspended. The kids are allowed right back in the school. So they're sending the wrong messages on all levels in the home and the school and anywhere else in society. So we want to be that responsible uh, group in order to give because um, what I've learned is all the youth and young adults, they don't want to go certain ways. But if you're not taught, you'll fall, you'll fall prey to whatever the status quo is um, in your family or in your neighborhood. And we've come to be that responsible voice again. We've come to give the community their voices back. Neighbors are afraid to speak up when they see things because they fear these these kids. They fear the young people that, you know, they, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to be shot. So um, now we're giving them the ability to not turn someone in, but we're giving them to the ability for some of these violence prevention organizations to come, you know, come into the community and have a direct target. We're in the second floor in the back bedroom um, with someone that's going to make a bad decision now that, that, that before that option wasn't there. It sounds like things are really out of control right now. Yeah, it doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> no, 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 but no, we no, have no, out of control. We yeah, we think things sound pretty bad, and the news media plays a part in that. But we're happy to say that, um, as and- Andrea said before um, earlier, 
it's more of us than them. So if if you have people downloading that app to know that I don't have to make a bad decision, and then you have people downloading the app that says, you know what, I want to help someone that may make a bad decision. Um, so we when those two come together, then we can get our, you know, some some sort of peace and harmony and sensibility back into our city and back into our country. Because at this point, um, I was reading, I was, I'm researching because we have a, um, a, a virtual uh, town hall forum with Congressman Dwight Evans on uh, May, I'm, I'm sorry, on June 7th. Um, I can give more information with that. But I was researching the federal government, and this was in from 2019, the federal government hasn't put any uh, funding towards um, gun violence or violence um, since 20, what was it, Twenty in, in the last 23 years. So I'm not going to say um, that's all of the problem, but uh, a lot of a lot of extracurricular activities, a lot of things were cut in terms of outlets for the youth and for the young adults that are growing up. And um, at this point, um, we have a uh, plan all the way out to 2050. Um, and that's what we need right now. It took us about 25 years to get where we are now because the last time this happened, it was um, back in the 90s. It was about 500 homicides, but it was mostly drug-related. And as um, Andrea and everyone's um, commented earlier now, people are just doing it for no reason at all. So part of that is some of the things that were removed in terms of uh, saving uh, people that may have the propensity to commit these acts, but they wasn't tipped all the way over the edge. What we're experiencing right now is people that are being pushed over the edge and they don't care. They they don't see themselves living past 18 or 21 or 16. So, of course, they're not going to value anyone else's life. But we can change that. We, we, we definitely can change that if the, the, the people from a safe standpoint are able to at least get to those that may want to listen or may actually want some help. Right now, we don't know the, who the ones are that actually want help in making some decisions because everyone doesn't have the... Uh, mental capacity to make good decisions, um, such as you and I or anyone else on this line. I mean, unfortunately, they don't. And sometimes maybe I might not make the best decisions, <laughs> but I definitely wouldn't go to the extent of, um, you know, violence or anything like that. So that's all. Well, Steve and Andrea, from an operational standpoint, let's say that you get a call from someone that has uh, issues with violence, uh, but you can't get through to the person that may create the violence or that, that they're afraid of. How do you, how do you handle a situation like that? Okay. So, um, as I stated before the, okay, first is identifying. So whoever the person may be, it could be a neighbor. It could be a, a cousin, a mother, a grandmother, we're identifying, okay, this person has a problem. They had, I'm going to give you an even better example than that. The the recent, well, the shooting that occurred down in Atlanta at the uh, massage, uh, the, the spa, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say massage, but the spa. Um, so that person that committed that act, someone knew a neighbor, uh, a, a coworker, uh, someone that maybe have seen them in the market. Someone knows this individual was something maybe just wasn't right about him, but because it wasn't addressed to our knowledge, uh, maybe he 
did have professional help at some point in time in life. But these sort of acts of violence, someone has seen some behaviors that aren't all the way normal. And then once something like this happens, okay, someone else just went over the edge again. But were there any um, resources or was there any eyes? People are feel as though they're not being watched. Oh, we have all these cameras and technology now, but people still feel as though they're not being watched. But they are being watched. They're being watched by people, which is the most uh, the the best form of surveillance that that there ever is. So now, okay, you have this information. Who can you who can you tell? Who can you say something to? We just want to get people help. That's all. Like um, young, you know, no matter how young they are, no matter what what they what they think like, we just want to get them the proper help, continuous help, not just one time. That's why a lot of the events that take place with the uh, violence prevention organizations in the city and across the country, the follow-up, I'll even go to something, say, as big as the Million Man March. Okay, so we want to know, uh, with Philly Truce, our mediators, the majority are women. Is that correct, Andre? So it's like, where are the men? <laughs> That's the problem. So it's like, the problem is that we're not, the, the follow-up, the wraparound, is failing at this point. And that's where we're coming in that we're trying to make sure those everything is intact and everything is in place to continuously give those individuals, you know, to, to stay with them, you know, as long as they may need, you know, not there's no end in sight for it because we have the resources, we have the people, we have young younger people that are coming up that are able to, you know, c- continuous support. We have to, you know, we have to love these people which sometimes it's hard to do that. And the app is, is it's confidential. Like, so when you type in like, you know, what the problem is and you give your information, like no one, no one knows that you're the one that made the call. So Mm -hmm. you could be saving, you know, your best friend's life sitting next to you that you would never snitch on, Mm -hmm. but you're going to say something because there's an outlet now where you can do it. Yeah. So if people come to you and come to that person and just, you know, to address the situation, they'll never know that it was you that, that did some that said something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll fill this to Andrea and then also to Steve after he gets back on. But, um, the, the example that Steve gave in Atlanta, for example, um, is a problem with mass shootings in the United States of America, which mm-hmm. in, in my mind is a very different issue from like, person to person crime usually that happens in the household or with other people that they know. Right. Um, are, are you guys saying that this app is also useful and helpful for potential mass shootings in the, the country? I mean, like, I mean, Steve, are you there? Yes, I can hear. Okay. Here. Um, um, so, so the question was, is our is app, app a potential, potential for mass future, future mass shootings? shootings? I, I mean, yeah, just to because uh, what what you're talking about um, w- with the example that you gave in Atlanta, there's there's a, an epidemic or whatever the word is. I mean, there was another one today. I mean, literally I today. Oh yeah, I, I didn't word. hear I about it. Was, yeah, yeah, wow. at, least yeah. Seven, at least seven people at a railroad. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a huge United States tragedy, I would say. But I would I would think that the approach to something like that would be extremely different to what you guys have been talking about so far, which is like 
people that usually know each other, like one-on-one conflict that leads to sort of like gun gun violence or crime. Well, I mean, right? it, is so, this would be like that? someone standing in a locker and, and, and hearing that's, you know, looking inside the kid's locker and seeing like this big shotgun or, um, or just hearing something. It's more of like, if you hear something, you can confidentially say something. So if it's somebody that could potentially stop a mass shooting from happening that knows it may happen, then this could work as well. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah, this it's for any type of potential violence that's in the works. Um, that's, that's I you. I, I'm sorry. Go on. Sorry. Go on. Steve. Uh, I'm sorry, Brandon. Um, that's correct. What Andrea, um, to say, um, in the way of a mass shooting, again, everything starts off with maybe, you know, some str- small, maybe some strange behavior, maybe someone sees, someone knows. And what the problem is now, it's like, okay, well, maybe someone's busy, someone knows, but it's really no outlet in order to, because if you call, if you call 911 and say, yo, this person is acting strange or suspicious, they pretty much going to come out. They may investigate and they'll say, okay, well, it's not really much we can do. Is no form of intervention that's readily available for prevention. So right now, that's what this tool does is if someone's in the store, say, okay, so let's like say like a store clerk, because now they say the ghost guns, people are that can't uh get guns legally are putting guns, making them build them their own on their own. Okay, they they have a problem with tracking them. Okay, so now guess what? That store, the person in the store can say, this guy came in about two or three times for different parts for a gun. So now guess what? Maybe someone from the community can, you know, uh, they can park a car or they can hang around the store. And maybe, you know, uh, at this point, uh, came in through the app before anything happens, maybe try to develop some type of rapport or at least speak to this person by identifying themselves. Like I'm from the Philadelphia anti anti network and we noticed that you're coming here buying guns and i'm just saying this hypothetically but just start some type of doc hey do you need help you know because a lot of these things are coming from different insecurity issues um whereas though people are you know in some way they're lacking and it still hasn't been addressed and then eventually they're acting out based off of the need that you know hasn't been met maybe from birth or maybe it's i mean it's psychological maybe it's Food, maybe it's a shelter. You know, it's a, a basic human need. You know that hasn't been met. And is it is it hard finding enough volunteers for this? Because I imagine a, a, the type of person that would be able to de-escalate in such a serious circumstance that's that's a very uh, I would say maybe not rare but hard skill set to have, right? I mean, maybe Andrea could speak to that, but. Um, I mean, if I could just jump in real quick. No, it isn't hard because um, even though we have training, um, that's, you know, I need I went through the training. I mean, but I've dealt with, you know, um, the citizens, you know, on a one on one basis. But this is just basic. This is a basic humanitarian effort in terms of um, I care about my fellow human being, whereas though I see some things. I mean, this is horrible that's going on right now. Um, so I just want to be, I want to play my part as the hat, the app is a geolocator and you can be on the other side of the world 
and help somebody right here in Philadelphia if you have the Philly Truths app downloaded. Um, so I, I'm not going to say it's hard to find people that want to become mediators, but right now we can't really like basically all of our attention and um, ability to have um, great outstanding uh, people like Andrea and in order to have the opportunity to meet someone um, such as her uh, at her caliber and status is, is great. And we've been doing that just off of, um, you know, interviews and uh, on television and radio. So that's been our only form of, um, of uh, recruiting uh, mediators right now. And it's been working out great. So I can imagine what the, what it would be like, you know, if we really put on a campaign publicly to mm -hmm. recruit mediators. So I just also want to add that we're thinking about doing a sit-in or a, a hunger strike next month in front of Apple. So we have some things coming up, you know, that we're going to get some national attention um, surrounding this issue. Um, I know Barton, like he said, no one wants to be liable for any type of um, anything that bad to happen, but we're, we, we, we have a solution here and it's kind of being held up. So, about a big corporation and right now um we want to just see what their position is i'm sorry i ran over time i don't and, like and, that and back to you brandon like not everybody like they'll not everybody will be able to meet uh mediate anything and that's like with anything like if it's if it's a tough situation that's in your life whether it's uh domestic abuse or alcohol abuse you can you you, you pass it on to the next yes. that's how we have we have a We'll have a pass on button to another mediator. We'll have, we have a backup mm -hmm. button in case we need help. Um, so not everybody will be able to mediate everything with the sure. different experiences in their lives. Um, but and people who may not be able to mediate at all will do in intake or they'll they'll answer the call and they'll they'll pass it on to another mediator. There's so so much so many can do. That 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 was my my sort of question or thought and, and maybe listeners had this as well, which is why I just wanted to bring it up is like, I, I love this and would want to help in any way possible. And it's like, my fear is I would never want to cause more harm than good. Right. So like, um, the, I would never want to be in a situation where I escalate as opposed to deescalate if I were, you know, which I imagine is tricky. It but. is tricky. And, and Philly truce will never put people if it does go to meet the mediation table, we'll never put anybody out there that's not fully 100% prepared, sure, sure. nor will they put anyone out there that wouldn't be prepared to even answer the mediation call to, mm. to pass it off. It's a, it's a awesome. pretty rigorous um, training Amazing. And, um, and it's just only going to get better with more knowledge. And Well, part of our training that occurred was um, I like the term that one of the trainers used was we have to be expert listeners. So we're listening to someone, then we can't like you're you're absolutely correct, Brandon. You don't want to escalate anything, but you just if you just if you're hearing both sides and not and staying in the middle and being non-judgmental and those sort of things, then um, that's what the training is really about. We have uh, anger management, um, you know, your listening skills, um, uh, mediation map. We have a mediation map. Um, so it's different components that we're actually building upon now um, that will make any anyone, um, as Andrea said, it's tears to how you may be able to help someone. 
something that may be um, easy for you to just give someone. And, and the term mediation could mean an advice, giving advice. Um, maybe, you know, just giving somebody, if someone stubbed their toe and it's like, they may want to get help and say, ask a question like, should I call 911? Well, how bad is it? You know, you talk through, it could be simple things because some people, as I mentioned before, they just may not have the mental capacity in order to think simple things through. And that's what we're experiencing right now is a, a whole eruption of bad decision-making. Yeah. And uh, probably some of these people don't have any, uh, basic structure with a family or with the community. They're not involved with the community. They don't really have anybody to, to talk to really. And that may be part of the problem. They don't have anyone that can listen to them. So I, I agree with that. That's right. Um, There's a lot of on, people out there like that, you know, how, so the two things, how, how can we help? And then how can somebody listening help or get involved if they want to with Philly truth? Um, you want me to take that Andre? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, well, it's multiple ways to help. Um, um, for one, uh, um, become a, a mediator. Um, go th- for uh, sign up for training, mediation training. Um, as I said, no, no one. This this isn't about standing in between guns on the street per se. You may stand in between a gun from the safety of your own home by giving some, telling someone something they need to hear in order to deter them from taking anything to that extent but physically no but verbally yes um anonymously um so um is multiple ways to help and everyone has to know their level of um what help looks like to them so everyone's capacity to help is different so that's one way sign up to train to become a mediator um and then also um the you can donate also to uh, Philly Truce. If you go to www.phillytruce.com, you can also contribute that way if you feel as though like, okay, well, I want to help this um, this app reach more. Because, I mean, it's going to it's going to be, you know, cost a lot of money in terms of advertising and p- promoting the app, which we're looking for funding for that. So far, we've been, you know pretty much out of our own pocket. So hopefully that will change um, shortly. But um, yeah, we need the city of Philadelphia. Um, this is your act. So um, we need everyone from city hall to the citizens and then be to everyone in between to get involved. And um, I really got involved. I, re- I really wanted to do something because after, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to take up much more time after the George Floyd um, incident a year ago, so I saw the amount of attention that was focused on that. But at the same time, right here in Philadelphia, it was homicides every day. So it was like, OK, well, where are these uh, all these groups at, you know, um, in terms? So that's why I'm like, OK, well, they have that covered. So now we need to focus on this. So that's what and it was nothing really for me to do. Like my wife even um, suggested, well, maybe you could get involved with an organization. At this point, I never envisioned that I would become you know, ahead of something that could include all the organizations. So, I mean, it was, it was just, um, it, it was just great that, you know, I'm glad I paid attention and, you know, wanted to, you know, do something. And now this is everyone's opportunity to do something 
from the safety of your home, own home or in your car or ever your, your man cave or your woman cave, you know, everyone can do something now. As easy as we're talking on this podcast right now, everyone can do something. Yeah. Finest, you're going to. Yeah, um, let's see. I had a couple little questions before I go. All right, comments. Uh, let's see, 1992. That's the year I was born. So, see, you graduated. That, that, that was funny. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Which, yeah, yeah, right. Makes you feel old. Which makes, I'm going to add on to that. Makes, makes you feel a little older. Um, you, you talked about um, ads and, and getting, um, you know, buses and, and whatever, whatever. But, um, the, the old people, I mean, young people were, it's all social media, like you were saying earlier. That's what we're going to, I wonder if there is a way to reach, I, I don't know about your growth and I know it's brand new, but um, I'm sure my generation and younger um, may feel comfortable and may feel like uh, uh, they can get more help or more connection through social media platforms um, other than even calling somebody sometimes. Um, yes. I, I, um, I don't, that's just a comment. I just wrote that down of like, I know that's something that is going to be a concern for people that are my age and younger of like, I don't want to talk on the phone all the time. I mean, I actually, I, I, I don't mind talking on the phone, but I'm, I'm probably different than everybody else. But, um, I assume it'd be nice to kind of look at someone's social media than always, uh, maybe I can, I, I think I can build a closer relationship through your social media through than actual mediating through like talking on the phone. I think sometimes, at least with this generation. Um, and I just wonder if you guys have any ideas of growth for that. Do you have any, um, do you think you're going to go that way or? Um, yes, definitely. We're hitting all angles of uh, media for advertising, whether that's television, social media, um, print, uh, radio. Yeah, we're, we're, everyone, everyone will know that this help is available because is I, I I salute all the organizations and all the people that have been doing this tirelessly for years, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's 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 uh people that have been even the, even the city of Philadelphia, you know they're they're doing it, it looks like no one's doing anything, but the problem mm-hmm. is is that it hasn't been supported uh, the way it hasn't grown with the times and things supported as far as in terms of the. Um, the, the amount of people that's involved until now this app became available. Now we can come with numbers now before it's, yeah, yeah. we were scattered. I like to use this um, analogy. Like we were like marbles scattered. And then now what Philly truce does, is it puts all the marbles in one bag. So now, okay, this, this, this organization knows what this, this, uh, um, religious group is doing this religious group know knows what the city agency is doing the city agencies know what the citizens are doing so now we we can all work this together yeah yeah um finest i'm, I'm, I'm going to bring that up tonight in our we have a meeting tonight well i have another, uh, I have one more question i this is so i might have missed i'll bring her. that up at the meeting about social media and about your age group and that's really thank you for that advice yeah cool uh thank you um one more question. This is maybe I misheard, but there was something about, and I think the best mediators will be people that came from, that were in prison or not anymore, but they said there may be a paying job. Like, is, can you, instead of volunteering after you get out of um, prison, is there a way you get paid to, to be a mediator? Or is that just an option? Is that not an option for them? Did I hear that wrong? About. Yeah, I brought that, I brought that up about maybe thoughts of maybe, you know, um, 
getting, you know, the men and women that come out of prison and they have a, they could have a volunteer job coming right out of of prison. And then which, you know, if with anything, if people do a good job, we could give them, you know, they might potentially get a paying job. Am I, am I wrong with that, Steve? Um, Am I, um, we're actually working on, working on that now, um, to make it a paid position coming out of, uh, cause a lot of the, um, returning citizens, um, they want to give back to the communities that maybe at one point in time they helped destroy and then they under, they've been rehabilitated. They understand, you know, the consequences, they serve their time and now they want to be heard. They want to help. Um, we come across guys that they really want to help, genuinely want to help. And, you know, they want to help the younger guys, you know, so it's like um, we're providing a platform for that also. And then a program, a, a mediator training program, looking at setting that up inside of the prison walls also. Yeah. Train and employ. That mm-hmm. sounds awesome. Because they know street uh, code. So it's. Yeah. Steven, I'm sorry. Steven. Uh, I'm sorry, Bart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stephen, Andre, have you. Uh, considered talking with uh, the uh, Temple University um, radio station. You know, they have a great radio station for jazz and other things, and they sometimes do, like, public announcements. Um, we we haven't, but we will now. Yeah. Okay, the Temple's a great, uh, you know, they have a lot of pro- issues in that area okay. of the city, and they Gr- may Grandpa Grandpa uh, lives in and um, grew up his whole life in, in Philadelphia, so he's he knows, yeah. Okay, yeah, we definitely will um, reach out to them. Um, yeah, we're just trying to get the word out, get as much, um, I, I don't want to say as much support. Um, the city, the city needs all the, all the, the, in order to get ahead of this problem, we need everyone that can think things through logically and realistically to provide um, advice. We say mediator, but it's really advice to those that may call for help for who knows what is, you know, that's some really simple things that could avoid a tragedy. So that's where we are. But we have a meeting at um, that started at eight o'clock. So. I, I hate that. I know. I, I know. I was like, really no, no, bad. Let's let's let you go. Um, uh, we always do final thoughts on the show. I guess Steve and Andrea, if you wouldn't mind, just giving us your final thoughts for our audience, and then also please plug every website platform, how to reach and find the app, and you guys. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> I was going to say you, Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my final thought is first I want to uh, thank uh, thank you grandpa for having us on um, I really appreciate um, you know you letting us take up your time to you know give our solution to the problem that we're experiencing now and that um, we just would like everyone my final thought basically is that we would like everyone that um, has the ability to, or want to a willingness to help your fellow human beings um, to download the Philly Truth app. Um, or no, I'm sorry. Go to if you have a Google, a Google or an Android phone. Go on your Android phone. Um, hit become a mediator. Well, download the app. Hit become a mediator, and just do the training. And then you know, just join in because we have to come. The only way to get ahead of the problem is to come with an army. 
Yeah, if you can save even one life, it's very important. Yeah, you know, thank you so much, guys, for having us. Like when, when we were talking about, you know, media outlets to talk to, I thought about you guys because once, once your conversations just go, it's, it's, I, I love, I love listening to your weekly podcasts and I love being on them. And um, for me, hi, for me, I'm doing it for the children uh, to break the cycle, you know, give them a voice and to, you know, have them have a great life because that's what they deserve. They need awesome. peace and they need serenity. Cool. Thank you guys so much. Um, we yeah, can let you go and then yeah. do final thoughts for um, everybody else, I guess. But. All right. Thank you so much, Brandon. Bye, Brandon. Thank Bye, you guys for yeah, coming. Thank you so Bye, much Jeff for coming Paul. on. We loved having you guys. Right. Nice, right. nice, nice meeting you. Yeah. Nice meeting yeah. you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. You'll come on again. Yes, we will. Have a great night. Yeah. Um, Finest, uh, Sierra, Grandpa. Yes. I think this is it, a great idea. Yeah. It, it really, it, it, it's a very important show. I think right now it's a opportune time because it just, I just have to be talking about, it. I didn't know we were going to have this program with uh, my wife last night that it's just become unbelievable. Every day here in Philadelphia, there are shootings and people being killed, uh, innocent people that, you know, just randomly being shot. And it's almost every day in the city. Yeah. Yeah. Sierra. Um, I think this is a really good idea. Um, we probably should have something like that in my, where I grew up. Um, it's, I'm be really excited. I, I get where like Apple and them are coming from with like the security things, but I'm hoping that they can maybe meet with like, you know, legal or IT and figure out the best way to like process mediators and all that, because I think it's a really good idea and a great way to, help people find some resolution especially children without having to waste their time trying to call the police and get them to help yeah i like the episode i'm hot i'm hot can't wait you're always hot fine i can't wait to turn that fan back on boy i've been spraying my whole i've been spraying this canned air because it's cold like all over the place i'm Um, so hot bro now i say that because uh, it's getting hot this summer. It's going to get hotter. So it's good that we have the Philly Truce app because, you know, emotions get too uh, <laughs> too hot and heavy yeah. out there. You might, need, might need a mediator there. Uh, that was my shameless plug of my new favorite Jokes. app. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to say that I'm, uh, oh, God, it's so good to be back, honestly. I thought this was a really good show and I feel like we could have more like it, like more of this format. So, um, but I, I missed you guys. So miss you too. Yeah. Brandon, we (laughs) just have to have a cooking episode now. All right. Finest is yawning. The viewers, <laughs> the viewers have gone to sleep. No, you know, you know, it's, it's, you know, honestly, <laughs> honestly, we only yawn because it's like, you know, what's that work? I mean, not only yawn, but uh, it's nighttime. Yeah, non. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, it's um, you mimic someone else. Our viewers are yawning, and yeah, I just yeah. felt it. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> don't, Let's don't, me somewhere don't yawning. Uh, can we cut that out? Uh, <laughs> listen, guys, um, we have a Patreon. Um, the socials are up. Uh, most importantly, please like go to the Philly Truths app um, and give a, a shout out. And I'm going to I'm going to look into mediating, actually. So, yeah. Um, but uh, we will see you next week. We will be back. And uh, Grandpa, I love you. I love you, uh, Brandon. And that is our show. Podcast. Didn't even let his grandpa finish. Oh, <laughs> I love oh, you too, Grandpa. Grandpa, okay. Grandpa, no. where are you? <laughs> I don't really wait. Are we off there? I don't give a fuck. Podcasting with Grandpa Bart and Rosie, always on his shoulder. This is. Grandpa and Chill. Grandpa and Chill is brought to you by your hosts, Brandon Fox, Bart Frank, and Finest Jackson. Our producer is Sierra Doss. You can find episodes old and new on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show, and follow us on Twitter for behind-the-scenes moments you can't get anywhere else.